Hey queens, welcome to Captivation Radio, a podcast designed to teach women how to love their bodies, transform their mindset, and attract the life of their dreams. I'm your host, Fallon, the queen of all things captivation. I'm a certified personal trainer and a mindset coach. I have a passion for helping women go from mediocrity to queen status. Each week, I will discuss how you can use fitness, mindset, and manifestation to overcome feelings of lack, raise your energy, finally claim your power, and step into the life you deserve. Hey queens, welcome back to this week's episode of Captivation Radio. Today's episode is no more imposter syndrome. So what is imposter syndrome? It's defined as feeling like a fraud, questioning if you're worthy of accolades, or feeling like you don't deserve the success you've already achieved. And it's something that often affects high-achieving women, you know, as perfectionist types. At least that's how I found it defined by some person on the internet. Today, we are not going to talk about this wishy-washy version of imposter syndrome. I'm going to give you a real talk about the phenomenon called imposter syndrome, what it really is, and what we can do about it. If you're looking for some basic advice that is all over the internet, then this is not the episode for you. We are really going to get into it today. Imposter syndrome was something that was created in corporate America, and it's constantly being capitalized upon. I know, cue the, oh my God, what do you mean? Why would people want to capitalize on other people's struggles? Um, Hello, we live in America, and that is what our country does. So I'm going to explain, so you don't think I'm just crazy. Most of the time, imposter syndrome, or what's being called imposter syndrome in women, is normal. Get that? Normal. Anxiety. And feeling self-doubt before doing something new or stepping into a bigger position, taking on new clients, getting that raise, things like that. Nor It's normal to have anxiety in situations like that. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. But experiences in the workplace and in the online space have exacerbated the problem. They have exacerbated our doubts in ourselves and our abilities. Obviously in the workplace, there's a lot of things that go on. So men get into the workplace and they're quickly praised for their accomplishments, for every accomplishment, right? And they can easily find mentors to look up to and have show them the way because men have been in these leadership roles since the beginning of time when we were expected to be at home making sandwiches and having babies. But we live in a different world now, but it's still hard for women to get ahead in some circumstances because we just don't get the same experience. Women enter the workplace and we are met with doubt. No matter what our education, training, abilities, 
we are doubted simply for being a woman. And if there happen to be women in higher up positions that we can look up to, oftentimes they're really busy trying to focus on their own careers because of these ridiculous standards. And it's hard for them to reach back and try to help the women coming up. And then women on the same level are maybe just a little bit above you or even a little bit below you. Sometimes even sabotage other women to maintain their place or so they can try to get ahead. Add into that the men doubting the women's abilities from the beginning. I know it's not all men. You don't have to tell me. There's some good ones out there. And you can see why women would struggle to feel qualified. And so instead of women's confidence growing as they progress in their careers, the opposite tends to happen. And then if you add in if the woman is trans, black, indigenous, or another woman of color, she faces even more bias. And this is not an issue that only happens in the traditional workplace. This is an issue that affects women no matter where they choose to work or what field they choose to work in. No matter how women present themselves, they will be judged. If women speak up, they're too opinionated, they're too bossy, or much worse. If they choose to stay quiet and avoid being labeled as bossy, then they're labeled as weak and lacking in the confidence required to be in a leadership position. Or, if these don't apply, you can always go back to the good old women are just a too emotional excuse. I am sure you have heard it all because I know that I have. Here's the bottom line. These feelings that women are experiencing are valid. They are not something you can read a book and get over. You can't simply look in the mirror and recite affirmations every day and pretend that the world isn't doubting you. There's no amount of money you can pay a coach that is going to change the society that we live in. So today, I do not have a magical solution for you. I don't have an easy mindset technique like reframing that will help you with a snap of your fingers overcome imposter syndrome. No, what I want to tell you is that self-doubt is normal. Everyone feels it. Even if some of y'all lie and try to bro your way through it. If you're doing something new, you are going to be scared And that is okay, even expected. If you don't feel any fear ever, then you might be a sociopath and we might need to talk about that. I mean, think about it. Has anyone ever gotten on a stage for the first time to speak without wondering, does anyone really want to hear what I have to say? I mean, there's nothing wrong with you absolutely nothing wrong with you. These are all normal feelings. And these normal feelings of doubt have gotten turned into imposter syndrome. 
which now can be something that you need to be cured from and that you can be cured from for the simple cost of $5,000 a month or something. I clearly don't agree with this theory. So let's stop calling it imposter syndrome when it's not. And let's call it just normal self-doubt that we all feel. And maybe we can start to feel a little bit better about it. So what I want you to do first, if you're feeling these feelings, if you are in a position and you could be at work in corporate America, you could be working at a gas station and getting judged by your boss, you could be working for yourself, you could be working at a hotel, a restaurant, it doesn't matter where you are working. It's basically the same treatment for women everywhere you freaking go. So this is going to apply no matter where you are. I want you to ask yourself, what doubts am I feeling right now? Because if you're starting to feel anxious, specify what these doubts are. And then ask yourself, where does this come from? Then you can begin to determine if these feelings are coming from you or from societal expectations. If these doubts are indeed your own, then by all means, we can use some mindset techniques to help you work through the self-doubt. Because again, that's all it is, is self-doubt. But you're never going to overcome self-doubt and never have it again. The techniques that you learn should be something you can apply over and over and over again, not something you have to magically overcome because it's never going anywhere. But if your workplace is to blame, I want you to first acknowledge that it is not your fault that you are in a toxic environment. I think we have all been there before. If you're in a toxic environment, you're going to have to determine if there's a way to change the environment that you are in. If it's just your supervisor or the area that you're working in, you can ask if you can go somewhere else. You can try to apply to a different department, something like that. Or if it's really bad, you can talk to the person that's the superior of the person that's making the environment toxic and see if you can get rid of them. And sometimes you have to ask yourself if it's best to just move on. Some workplaces are so toxic, it's not worth staying there. Sometimes the job that seems the most stable are not the best for our mental health. And I will never accept that a check is worth being completely unhappy over. If you go home miserable at the end of the day, You are spending most of your time being unhappy. Look for a new job or start a business or both, but do something. And then I want to add, as women, we have to do better. I understand that society wants us to compete, but we do not have to. You can love and accept other women without agreeing with their choices or their way of life. 
We cannot wait for men to change the way things are because this system is working for them. They created it. They're not going to change it. If we want things to change, then we ourselves have to be that change. And it's really not that hard to just stop judging and being mean to each other. At least you wouldn't think it is. But the cattiness that I see all over social media and in workplaces is very sad to me. I recently had a discussion in a Facebook group about why do we need to judge one woman in order to praise another? Why can't they each be praised in their own way? You don't have to agree about everything, but you can accept people. And you can choose not to praise people without choosing to bash them. It's pretty simple. If you don't like something, you can just choose to not be a part of it. I mean, if somebody is downright hateful, mean, violent, something like that, then of course you can speak up. But if a person is simply just living in a way that you personally don't approve of, you can keep it to yourself. Everyone doesn't need to know every thought that comes in your mind, especially if it's mean. Sometimes we just have to shut up. There are things that people believe that I think are stupid. Am I going to tell them that? No, because it's their life and it doesn't affect mine at all. So I will let them have their beliefs and I will have mine. I have a lot of friends that we disagree on different things. We may disagree on religion or politics or all different kinds of things, diet, exercise, you know, people disagree about things, but that doesn't mean that I have to judge them. So that's just my little side note, because I think a big part of all of these problems are the way women treat each other. And I want us to do better because I know that we can. And I know the people listening are probably not those people because I know most of the people that listen, but one day when a lot of people listen, one of those people is going to be that lady that needs to hear this. And then, of course, I would never leave you without giving you a couple of tools for working through self-doubt. We have talked about this before, so I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of detail about what you need to do. You can go back to the episodes about self-doubt if you really are having an issue with this and want to really work through it. Or you can always message me and we can set up a time to talk. But I'm just going to give you a couple little tips today. And the first one, which I say all the time, is one of my favorite exercises. Ask yourself, what is the worst that could happen? And when you do this, the key is to make your story as dramatic as possible. And then I guarantee at the end, you'll be laughing at yourself and you'll feel better because you can't be laughing and anxious at the same time. It just doesn't work. And by being as dramatic as possible, I mean... Okay, let's say that you are going to speak on a stage and you want it to be as bad as possible. When you walk up 
the stairs to the stage, trip and fall in front of everybody. You rip your pants. Any kind of crazy things you can imagine. But you still give your speech. So at the end, a bunch of people you don't know saw you trip and fall. I mean, that's really the worst that could happen, right? You're not really going to forget to put your clothes on like we do in our dreams. Although you'd probably get a lot of attention if you did. So you see what I mean? Just make up a funny scenario about what could happen, the worst that could happen. And you'll see most of the time the unnamed fears are way worse than when we start to really think about what could happen. And the second method is practice. So the difference between doubt and confidence is our competence. Got that? So self-doubt comes in because we are unsure of our abilities. And if we haven't done anything before, why wouldn't we be unsure of our abilities? It makes sense. We're unsure because we haven't practiced. So I want you to practice ahead of time. And then as you practice, the fear starts to dissipate. A great example of this is if you have an online business and you're not doing video, your business is going to suffer. You need to do videos. We all know it. We all talk about it. Some people still won't do it. The first time that I ever did a Facebook Live video, I was petrified. And then the second time I did a Facebook Live video, I did one with a makeup competition one with somebody that was great on video. And then I was even more petrified, but I did it. And I kept showing up, even though I didn't want to, I'm going to be honest. It was probably like 10 videos in before I started to feel better about it, but I didn't quit. I just kept going. You just keep practicing and practicing. And now I don't really care. I can go on video and talk about whatever serious things, silly things. It doesn't matter because I got over the fear by practicing. And then the next one is don't expect perfection. No one expects you to do anything perfectly the first time. So don't set these ridiculous expectations for yourself. Reward yourself for trying, not for the outcome of your attempt. So going back to the video example, if I would have expected to be like a professional makeup video girl the first time, I would have been really, really disappointed in myself because I was not anywhere near professional. I was scared to talk. But all my expectation was is that I would show up and I would do it and I would get through it. That was it. Like, girl, just show up, do your makeup, try to say something. That's it. Very minimal expectations. And then every time I raise the bar a little bit higher. And that's all you do. Just raise the bar a little bit each time and you'll get better and better and better. And then I did an episode about telling yourself lies and the lies we tell ourselves. Lies we tell ourselves are things like, I haven't done enough work to be 
receiving this success I'm receiving. These kind of things are a lie. There's no minimal amount of work required in order to be successful. Some people find success very quickly and some people have to work hard for it. And it's not because one person is more deserving than the other. So if you're telling yourselves lies like this, you need to change it up and think about what's really true. Next, get feedback from others. Sometimes we simply can't see how fabulous we are. And sometimes we know it deep down, but we all have days where we're just not feeling like we are the boss babe that we are. We might feel insecure sometimes in different situations or different things. And it's okay to tell people close to you, I'm feeling insecure about blah, blah, blah. And your friends, clients, people in your life will tell you, girl, you are amazing and this is why. As long as you have good people in your life. If you don't, message me. I'll tell you why you're amazing. And next, find a mentor. And I know I said it's hard to find mentors, but they really are out there. They just might not be where you're looking or you may be too picky. So your mentor doesn't necessarily have to be at your same company. She doesn't necessarily have to have the same exact role as you. And she's not always going to be older than you. I know that's a tough one to face, right? Sometimes the women that can help you might be younger than you. Because these younger women are really fierce. I know like my 12-year-old daughter, Samara, she is a force. So you never know where you're going to get your inspiration from. And it's okay to find people at different companies or their own companies anywhere. You can find a mentor anywhere. Just don't be scared to reach out to women who are a little bit ahead of you. Think if they're in your field and they're a couple steps ahead of you, I bet they would be glad just to have a conversation with you. But you don't know if you don't try. And even though I said a lot of women are catty, a lot of us really are nice too. Even if we don't seem like it, because I know in real life, people can think I'm mean when they first meet me because I just got that look. But I'm really actually nice. And if you can't find a mentor or self-doubt is really holding you back, you can get a coach or a therapist. Because sometimes we all need outside help. I have had coaches. I think that sometimes it's very important to have an outside person show you where you can make little changes in your life and do better. And somebody that can just hype you up. Because sometimes you just need a hype girl. And I love that. Like, I am my best friend's hype girl, my sister's hype girl. I love hyping people up. So again, if you're feeling unsure about yourself, you can reach out. I 
hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and my different take on imposter syndrome. And we're going to say no more imposter syndrome. We can acknowledge that we have a little bit of self-doubt and let go of this imposter syndrome lingering over us. And thank you again for tuning in every week. You guys are amazing. And I can't wait to talk to you more later. Bye.